Brothers and sisters, the fourth Sunday of Easter is referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. It's a feast where we celebrate Christ as the Good Shepherd who guides his flock. I teach at St. Mary's Seminary in Roland Park. In fact, Deacon Ken Kirkman is one of my students, and I'm told John will be next year. And my job as a seminary professor and a formator is to form men so that they can become good pastors. And the word pastor is derived from the Latin word for shepherd. And so my goal is to teach and form men so that they can become good shepherds, modeled after the good shepherd himself, Jesus Christ. And I really stress that last point with the men in the seminary. They must be formed after the heart of Christ. For as Pope Benedict XVI, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI reminded us in his last public speech prior to his retirement, the church is defined not by the pope or the bishops or pastors or priests, but by the leadership of the supreme pastor, Jesus Christ. And so I'm constantly reminding the men both in subtle and not-so-subtle ways, that they need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, for they cannot model their lives after the supreme pastor if they don't have a relationship with him. They can't become good shepherds themselves if they've not entered into a deep and profound relationship with the good shepherd. Failure to do this often leads to bad shepherding, And we've seen a lot of that in recent times. We don't need to see any more. But it's not just the men studying to be shepherds, to be pastors, that need to understand this role of shepherding. All of the sheep need to understand this role as well. That is to say, all of us need to take seriously the role of Christ as the good shepherd. And like the men studying to be pastors, we too need to be properly formed. One of the first things that Jesus tells us is that his sheep know his voice. He goes on to explain that not only do they know his voice, but that he knows them and that they follow him. Now, I've never been to the Holy Land, but I have a lot of friends who have been to the Holy Land. And one of the things that they often tell me is that when you see the shepherds out in the Holy Land, they'll bring their various flocks together in pastures to graze or perhaps a place to drink, and the sheep will begin to intermingle. But when the shepherd is ready to leave, he simply calls out, and all of his sheep will recognize his voice and separate themselves from the other sheep and follow their shepherd. I think this is what Christ is telling us to do to hear his voice, and to follow him. And of course, in order to hear his voice and follow him, we need to know his voice. Knowing his voice is not always an easy task. There are, after all, many voices in our society clamoring, follow me. Many of these voices are oftentimes downright evil. So it's important that we come to know the voice of the shepherd. You know, sadly, in my ministry as a priest, I've 
often found that I encounter people who spend time listening more to their own voice than they do to the voice of the Good Shepherd. I often have people come to me and tell me that I think Jesus is like this, or I think this is what God is like. But sadly, their knowledge comes from nothing more than personal opinion, or perhaps personal preference, what they hope God is like. But it's more important for us to set aside our own personal ideas or personal desires about who we wish God were, and instead spend time listening to God, because God has revealed who he is. And so it's important for us to form a relationship with Christ, learning about God, not as we would prefer him to be, but as he's revealed himself to be. Friends, you all need to know his voice. And you do that not by forming ideas about who you want God to be, but by allowing himself to reveal himself to you. You read the sacred scriptures, and you do so in an honest manner, not reading it so that you can justify your own belief about who Christ is. And you spend time participating in the sacraments of the church. Spend time in front of the blessed sacrament as often as possible in the presence of Jesus Christ himself, the Good Shepherd. Make use of the other sacraments, the sacrament of penance, so you can be drawn into a properly ordered relationship with God. Receive him in the sacrament of the Eucharist on a regular basis so that you can enter into a deeply profound union with Christ. That's how you form a personal relationship with Christ. And that's how you begin to know his voice. Of course, it's not enough to simply know his voice. Jesus also says that his sheep follow him. And this is a common theme throughout Christ's ministry. He constantly teaches obedience to his commands. His commands are given to us in two ways. Through sacred scripture and through the teaching office of the church. And this is why we as Catholics adhere not only to the commands of Christ that we find in scripture, but to the magisterial teachings of our church. As difficult as it may be for some people to believe, Christ handed on authority to men who hold a certain office within the church, and he sent the Holy Spirit to safeguard them from error when teaching on matters of faith and morals. And this is not to say that all these men who receive this office are morally upstanding individuals, nor is it to claim that individually they never stray from the faith or that they never sin. But rather, it acknowledges that even though care of the church has been given by Christ to certain fallible human beings to be the shepherds, the true shepherd always remains Jesus Christ himself. And as the good shepherd, he has protected his church from the faults of the fallible men whom he's put in charge in leadership positions. And he's done that by sending the Holy Spirit upon them to safeguard them from teaching error on matters of faith and morals. And so while these men may at times fail to live up to the teachings, none of that invalidates the teachings themselves. Because those teachings, properly speaking, are not the teachings of men, 
but the teachings of the Good Shepherd, the teachings of Christ, who is God incarnate. And so we must follow these teachings as they represent the voice of the Good Shepherd. Once we've formed that personal relationship with Christ so as to know his voice, and then committed ourselves to following Christ's commandments, we then learn that we truly become his sheep. And at this point, we truly experience God's mercy. You know, in this year of mercy, I think it's important for us to understand the fullness of God's mercy. So often I've found parishes are just reducing this year of mercy to a year of penance. But that doesn't fully encapture all of God's mercy. God's mercy extends beyond the sacrament of penance. It's one of the things that I've been harping upon in all of my preaching this year. And it goes beyond that. And we see it in the gospel today. We see it in the way in which Christ treats his sheep. He says that he will bestow eternal life upon them and that they shall never perish. Friends, that's the good news. If we come to know his voice, and if we follow his commands, we truly become his sheep, and he becomes our pastor. And as our pastor, he doesn't treat us as possessions. He doesn't treat us as a number, as perhaps we might feel in a minute when we have to check off the numbers in these uh, cards that are in the pews. He doesn't even send us an envelope asking for collections. What he does is bestow eternal life upon us. And that's our great hope and our great joy, is to share that eternal life with God. St. Augustine famously described the angst of the human condition, stating that we were made for God and will remain restless until we rest in God. Well, the good news that we hear today is that we're not going to remain restless forever. The good news is that Christ will, in fact, wipe away every fear, every sorrow, every anxiety. He will come overcome everything that oppresses us, that causes us angst and anxiety, even death itself. All of these oppressive forces will amount to nothing if we allow Christ to be our good shepherd if we learn to know his voice and to follow him. For he will not only use his mercy to bestow eternal life upon us, but, as he says in that gospel passage, he will also use that same mercy to keep us safe in his hands, not permitting any force, including death, to snatch us away from him. And that's the good news that we experience when we come to know Christ as our good shepherd. Brothers and sisters, peace to you and to all who know Christ and follow his commands.